0: Hey, this is Doug Benson, and you're listening to Mad Scientist Party Hour.
1: That's always great when somebody does a bumper where they act like they're not aware of the show.
0: My life. Horse.
1: Snack attack, little dicks.
2: What up, friends? Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. Figured we'd skip the usual intros for today in, in light of recent events. So, uh, as I'm sure some people saw on social media, I, I lost my dad yesterday. He put up a really, really strong fight So strong, in fact, we thought that uh, the other day um, he might have a shot. He might be coming out of it. Is your your headphones fucked up? Is your music still playing for you? It just ended. Oh, okay. Why?
1: Say, uh, don't. The story over the music was just like, oh wait a second, it's a little know. weird, right? It was really yeah. weird. I was like, well, wait a
0: second. <laughs> I, I really wish I knew we were stop? going into this right away. I mean, I would I... not have been filling up a volcano bag as you started to tell the story. Oh
2: well, I mean, come on, that's yeah. I was about to pull no out big. all my little penis candies. It's like Jesus Christ. Do I talk about Jeff jerking off, Shuddy Boy eating boogers? Uh just straight straight to the elephant in the room. But um, I mean. Let's be honest, I got my sense of humor from my dad. My dad and my sense of humor was so fucking locked in step. You know, he loved my stunts. He loved my, he loved my style of humor. I loved his. He's probably, like, just being around him as a little kid, he probably was one of the biggest influences in shaping my, my humor. And I know he was super proud of what I did. I know I thought he was, it was super fucking cool that I get to do this for a living. You know, it's not a, exactly what you would call a great living, but at least it keeps the light on. And, you know, there's not a lot of people that can do that, even though this podcast isn't, you know, a fucking juggernaut or anything. It's still bigger than most, especially now that there's five billion different podcasts floating around in the ether. But, like, I remember, I remember my dad, uh, when, when I started working for Howard, I pitched myself to promote my stunt videos. Because I was like, I have a really, really big resource here. I feel like the style of my stunt videos fits very perfectly with the Howard Stern universe, the Howard Stern audience. I'm taking a shot. If they, if I get told no, whatever. I look like a jerk off for a couple of hours and then move on with my life. And, you know, Howard went for it and I got to sit on the couch and get interviewed like like I was a fucking guest coming in to promote a movie or something. And the interview did not go the way I wanted it to. Howard misread the notes and thought that in my videos, all of of the stunts I did, I told them all the stunts that I had done, like some of the craziest shit we've ever done. And Howard thought that we did that stuff to mentally impaired people. Oh. So he was ready to tear me to shreds. And I was like, no, 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 no. You completely misunderstood that. It's just me and my buddies doing this stuff. Yeah, we're We're the mentally impaired people. We're the slow children. Exactly, yeah. So that immediately just soured the interview. And it it, it was not going well for me. I was coming off like a complete fucking jerk off. And Sal, the stockbroker, and Richard Christie came in. And they were like, well, if Kevin likes doing stunts so much, let's let's have him put his money where his mouth is and do a stunt right now. And Sal was like, I'm going to load my uncircumcised penis up with M&M's. I'm going to fill my foreskin with M&M's and then shoot them into your mouth. Like, you like stunts, huh? How about this? And I was like, let's fucking do it. So Artie Lang, who was still on the show at the time, is like, dude, Kev, don't do it. Don't do it, man. Think about your dad. Think about your dad. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I went for it and I did the stunt and it kind of turned things around and, you know, I got a big laugh out of Howard and everybody in the studio. And... um When I got off the air, when the show went to commercial, my cell phone rings and I look down and it says, dad. And I was like, (laughs) oh boy, here we go. So I answer it and I'm like, hello? And all I heard was wheezing. Just (laughs) (laughs) like my dad was laughing so hard he couldn't even get words out. And then when he finally caught his composure, he was like, kid, that was fucking hysterical. God damn it. That was funny. Nice. So like he he loved this style of humor, you know, he loved comedy and he loved that I got to do this. And um you know, it's been it's been a rough couple of weeks. You know, I've been given little updates here and there and it all happened so quick with you know, he had pulmonary fibrosis, which is a degenerative disease that doesn't get better. There's no amount of treatment that makes it better. It just gets continually worse. And at some point, the only chance you have at lasting a few more years is a is a lung transplant and the the time where it became aware he needed a lung transplant to live everything else just went wrong you know he's had other health problems in his life um he he got rocked by covid last year and was in the er was in the hospital for that and when he finally beat it there you know there were lingering lingering consequences and stuff you know he had he had blood clots in his lungs, um, and there was just all these things contributing to it, and I flew to Jersey the other week early for my cousin's wedding just to go see my dad, you know, we were talking, making plans about going out to lunch and stuff, and that's, that was when it all went down, I didn't get to see him before, you know, he was in the hospital, he was laid up, he was in pretty rough shape, and during the wedding, he went into cardiac arrest, and they had to put him under and stuff, and they, his, his organs started failing, and when you're, if you're going to get a lung transplant, you have to be in tip-top shape. Like not, you can't have any infections. Nothing else can be going wrong. And his, you know, his liver was failing. His, his heart had, had issues. There was just all these things going on. And the day after the wedding, we went to the hospital to see him, and the, the transplant team you know, broke it down for the family and was just like, look, I would tell you if there's no chance but there's just about no chance like we'll keep the treatments going we'll see if anything improves but you know you should prepare for the worst and every single day I would get updates and it was a roller coaster some days it would be like you know his liver levels are dropping things are looking good oh but now he has a lung infection And then it's like, okay, that's clearing up, but now this is going wrong. And it was up and down, up and down, up and down. There was a day, you know, um, got the news while we were recording fucking or no for Patreon, and I had to take a break in the middle of it to get the news that it was just like, yeah, it's at pretty much the point of no return right now. And then the next day, my sister goes to visit him in the hospital, and his eyes start opening. And she was like, Dad, Dad, if, if you can hear me, blink. And he would blink. And he couldn't talk, but he was responding. And you know, she was like, can you move your hand? And then he, moved, he would move his hand a little bit. And people from the transplant team and nurses were in there and witnessed it with their own eyes and were like, oh my God, this is, this is quite an improvement. This is, this is insane that this is happening right now. And everybody got their hopes up. And then next day just everything crashed again. Um, his, all his organs started failing again. He went into septic shock. And they pretty much just had to, uh, you know, call everybody in to say goodbye. And then they, they stopped the treatments yesterday, and he, and he went peacefully with, with everybody there. And it's, it's at a point right now where, you know, who knows if this is even a good idea right now, me doing a podcast, but, I don't know, being with, with you guys, you know, you guys are like my family and it's it helps keep my mind occupied, and I know this is depressing as shit right now, but we are gonna tell some jokes and goof off and um it's it's a it's a welcomed distraction to keep me busy right now and um you know, like I said, my dad loved this style of humor, and uh he was he was big in just comedy laughing making people laugh um, so i think i think he would have been proud that msph keeps going and you know it's it's i just want to tell some of you know my favorite stories from my dad you know he, he taught me how to drive when i was like 13 <laughs> nice <laughs> cuz he he my dad you know paved roads so when he would be on the job site there were stretches of roads and highways in new jersey that were closed off and he would just toss me the keys and be like hey knock yourself out go have fun <laughs> yeah he took me to my first r-rated movie as i've talked about on the show before passenger 57 um even got a a drop of of that i think probably since day one of msph
0: always bet on black
1: yeah it's been here longer than i have <laughs>
0: And it's contributed more.
1: <laughs> oh, take it easy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> one I, uh, of my one of my dad's favorite things, Shuddy, was when you and I were at his house that one summer and we I did- was
0: just gonna say I I only met your dad the one time, but uh and I was actually quite nervous to meet your dad and stepmom because of just I mean You know, never meeting them before, being a little bit on the less mature side of things, and they were both very welcoming. He was super cool, a lot of fun to hang out with. And instead of being, as soon as we started discussing our harebrained idea, there was not a second of maybe you guys shouldn't do that. It's it was more like what do you need from us to make this happen right now? (laughs) Uh, And it it was just, it was a great experience and he was a super cool dude. And I'm glad I got to meet him that one time. And yeah, like that, that's the the most bananas thing I could, I've ever done in front of a friend, a friend's parent. (laughs) Uh, And he loved it. You can hear him.
2: Like if you watch that clip, it's somewhere on Instagram uh, and YouTube. Like, you can hear my dad just lose it in the background. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking loved stuff like that. And, you know, he was, we called him Clark Griswold. Because he was kind of like me, just like the goofiest shit was constantly happening to him. Like, I remember when I was a little kid, we used to go skiing before we both got into snowboarding. And we were loading up his, his truck and we got all our gear in there. We put our skis in. And my dad shut the back door and the, the skis were pressed up against the headrest behind the driver's seat and shattered the window. Yeah. And there's just four skis sticking out of the back of the car. And he just looked at me. He's like, well, Rusty, let's go to the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> like just stuff like that. Wait, always did you happen. guys really
1: play through? And just drive? Oh, fuck yeah.
2: <laughs> fuck yeah. How terrible was that, though? It must have been so
1: fucking cold.
2: Yeah, it was fine. We just blasted the heat.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all going out. You're not getting air blowing in, so yeah. you're just fair enough. Maybe, it's not yeah. getting warmer, but it's ma- maintaining probably a, a balmy sixty degrees.
1: I got it. I sound like a bitch. Fair enough. I would, I would have been disappointed. I'll tell you
2: that. <laughs> and you know, I didn't have, I didn't have my first sibling for the first nine years of my life before Joy Joy came along. So when my dad was you know, really young, he had me at 19. So he was just a kid raising a kid. And, you know, he would come and pick me up for the weekends. And I told the story about how one time he took me to friendlies and I got a cheese quesadilla. Took way too big of a bite and was so excited I didn't chew it properly. Fucking cheese clogged up my throat and I started turning blue and go, ah! Ah! and my dad just looking around go, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, fuck. And he leans over the table and grabs me and just goes, (laughs) and punched me in the stomach until I went, and hocked up a fist-sized ball of melted cheese. (laughs) We call that
0: uh, doing a dom. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and like,
2: you know, when I was a kid, he would take me to, we always used to go to the arcade, and he would fucking load me up with quarters and basically be my Mortal Kombat 2 coach. Like, he would just stand beside me for hours and watch me play Mortal Kombat in the arcade at the Freehold Mall. And people would come up. I'd kick their fucking ass. I'd do the most gruesome fatality I could think of. And my dad would just be like, the guy would walk and be like, oh, fuck yeah, you got his ass. Oh, that fatality was awesome. He was like the King Richard of Mortal Kombat, too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I'll never forget. (laughs) I'm so glad I have the button for this. Hold on. I want to find it. Um. Oh, here we go, here we go. Okay, so, anybody who played the old school Mortal Kombat know that, like, sometimes when you get a good uppercut in on somebody, you hear this. Toasty! And the first time my dad saw that happen, he looks at me and goes, that guy just say pussy? <laughs> <laughs> Who'd that guy just call a <laughs> pussy? I was like, no, no, no. Toasty. Toasty. But... I don't know, it was
1: <laughs> But if you it, if you went along and said, you know, that, that does sound he is saying pussy, does that then green light you to say pussy because it's it's like a
2: Mortal Kombat two term? You think you're down? I'll your dad be, I'll be honest it, with you I had, shut it down. I was I was on a long leash on those <laughs> weekends. <laughs>
1: nice.
2: Yeah, I think that was why I was able to hone my personality and humor style at such a young age. Because... My dad and I never held back around each other. You know, we were, we were like Beavis and Butthead. I was not allowed to watch Beavis and Butthead. When I stayed with my dad, we would stay up all night watching Beavis and Butthead in bed and laughing just like them. And then, you know, the next day when we, we, he would, like, take me to work or something or we'd be at the mall, we'd point at something and be like, <laughs> 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 and he used to take me to the job site a lot because, you know, he... Unfortunately, was a workaholic. A lot of times, I texted my dad to check in with him, and he'd be like, "Be like, oh kiddo, I'm fucking exhausted. I'm doing like twenty hour days. I go home, I sleep three hours, I wake up, and I head right back." What, I, what jobs would he what did he do professionally? Uh, road yeah, paving roads.
1: Right. Right. Okay. Yeah.
2: And he, you know, he was he was a workaholic. You know, even as a little kid, I always remember him. Anytime we got in the car, he was on his car phone handling business, Um, and now that he's gotten so young, you know, he's only 59, it, it really sucks, you know, I wish, I wish he did get more time to just enjoy himself and not constantly be worked to the bone and just constantly exhausted. I mean, he did, he had his fun, you know, he was a surfer, he snowboarded, he liked to fish, and he definitely found time for all that and to be a dad, and to spend time with the family, but, I don't know, 20-hour days is... Nobody should be working that. It's fucking ridiculous. But um, I remember that this is one of the stories my dad would tell almost every time I saw him, and we were at a gathering. So we were on the job paving this road in Jersey one time, and... You know, he was always running around like a chicken with his head cut off, and I was kind of just standing around bored watching and looking around, and I thought, you know what would be cool? I should put, like, a handprint in this. So one day when someone's walking along the street, they look down and they're like, wow, some really strong, powerful motherfucker must have punched the ground here to leave a fist print like that. So I take my fist and press it into... The scalding hot asphalt. Yeah, Yeah, right. Which I confused with cement. So I put my hand up and there's burning coals stuck to my melted flesh. And, you know, this was in the Beavis and Butthead days. So I look up at my dad and I go, (laughs) (laughs) and he goes, oh shit. And then one of his buddies puts me in an arm lock like this. And go and starts rubbing it like this to try and get the coals off. Yeah. And all he did would r- was rolling the hot coals around to burn and collect more skin. <laughs> so I just had these fucking huge burns across all of my knuckles, and then a fucking steamroller came over and erased my my fist print. Wow, what a fond memory. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, that's, you know, that's some of the fondest shit with my dad. We just did stupid shit and laughed about it. And it sucks to lose him so early. But, you know, my dad really did. For 59 years, he lived a thousand lives. He really got it all in. And, uh, it's fucking brutal. It's fucking brutal. I feel... I feel like I'm in purgatory, like my mind is in one plane of existence, my body's in another, my soul's in a third, just nothing really makes sense right now, and I just, you know, I feel like a lost little kid. I feel like there's, there's so much more to come in life that I'm, I'm, I need his guidance on, and, uh, you know, I never got, to be, never got to be a grandpa. My sister Charlie's getting married this summer, and he won't be able to walk her down the aisle my sister's lily is fucking 16 man you know losing your dad at 16 it's just fucking awful awful so if your folks are still around you know make every day count shoot a text say i love you give them a call even if you did it yesterday just every one you get in counts and if you fucking smoke or vape for the love of God, stop. You don't want to do this to your family. You don't want to go out like that. It's, it's an awful, awful way to go. So, yeah, you might look cool blowing out your fucking vape Hadoukens, but trust me, it's way cooler to live a, a longer life and get more time with your family. So, rest in peace, Dad. I love you. I'll miss you. Whew. And I'll be back on the East Coast this weekend, so um, the episodes for the rest of the year might be a little bit scattered. You know, I, I banked some some Patreon stuff. who knows what we'll be able to get done, but um, uh, and I know everybody, we talked about this, and so many people in the Puminati reached out and were just like, you know take take the time you need and uh i i will you know i'm not going to i'm not going to force shit uh I, I you know i am going to take time off to go back east for the services and spend a little time with my family and then you know i'll be with my family in florida for for christmas uh but you know i i love you guys i love the puminati i love that we do this stuff and people listen and it's it's helpful to me um you know putting the show out and and telling jokes and making people laugh uh so you know i i'll, I'll get my downtime but it's it's important for me to to keep to keep things moving along as well so i'll do what i can and if i'm not feeling up to it i promise you i'll i'll take i'll take the time off i need <sighs> but um you know what i don't want to put it on the Puminati to voicemail us out of this. What, you want to pivot to poop? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't have the full results from MSPH Wrestling this past weekend. But speaking of poop, uh, our our forgotten angel, Poop and Kathy, made an appearance, and I do remember the results of that match. She won, yeah. defeating rent ra and Curvy Beer Girl. Mm-hmm. Poop and Kathy, with the Poop logo that I think our friend Steven Slazinski from Archer made.
0: I don't have a recap from Dom either.
2: I think he <clears throat> knew about my dad, so didn't want to like push it. Oh, he, I he did ask
0: me today.
1: Yeah, um, I worked on the MSPH Digest, which is, is a log and uh, of all the uh, all the MSPH wrestling events we've had. Um, I, again, obviously this was MSPH ten. Or X so it was the tenth event, but what do we have? I think it was ten matches as well, right? I can go through the top. Hold on, I'm it just was fucking
2: long. And at one yeah. point, Dom had to take it off of computer mode to like put we'll more tables into the ring because all the computers. The only way you get an elimination in the match ends is if someone gets put through a table. And like forty minutes went by with nobody touching a table. Um, but I remember. But uh, just so everybody knows. I know everybody was biting their nails, really, really um, torn on what the results would be, but I lost. The $11 trillion man kicked my ass on God in the digital world, just like he did in, in the real world.
1: You keep digging hell's the poop slime alley, in poop slime <laughs> alley. So yeah, I have all the results here. I can go through them. I'll try to be as brief as possible. Yeah, let's just do a quick one. I won't read his copy, um, but. There will be a link published on our Patreon, so you guys can read this yourself, a view-only link. The first match is an eight-man ladder match. Winner becomes the number one contender for the Hardcore TV Championship, which is my belt. Um, I've defended that. We'll talk about that in a minute. But Blaine Voorhees versus versus Throbby the Law lawler Jean-Pierre Frenchie, JJ from PA, Butt Package, uh, Gorilla Jaw, OP, and Boognish. Uh, Gorilla Jaw went on to win that match and he's a contender for the MSPH hardcore Tweet TV championship. Next match was a Let's Fatal Four. So go Gorilla five- Jaw. <laughs> he has the coolest, I think, uh um Mexican MSPH Thanos. wrestling attire. Yeah, yeah, he looks like Mexican Thanos. Uh the next match is a fi- Fatal 5-way table elimination match for the women's money in the bank briefcase. Uh my dog Allie Muffin who's sitting next to me versus Paige Van Zant versus uh Gen T versus red rage to Puminati, um Elite, um and the GOAT, who we're trying to get in the Puminati. It's tough though. Uh hopefully her winning this match and becoming uh or getting the Miss Money in the Bank briefcase will bring her into the Puminati, but the GOAT won. So good shit by that, uh for her. And that, uh, The next match is tradition, a traditional tag team match for the MSPH Tag Team Championships. Um, Poo Generation X, which is Poudini and Shuddy, uh, went against the champion Road Roy- Royd Warriors, which is Ginger <laughs> and Juice and, uh, and Deep uh, Voice of God Mike. Uh, Poo Generation X, uh, Shuddy Boy and Great Poudini actually are the new champions. Uh, they upset son of a bitch. the Royd Warriors, who were heavy, heavy favorites. Can't believe they ended up winning that one, but good shit, Shuddy and Great Poudini. Next is a steel cage match for the MSPH Canadian Championship featuring Bucci, T-Bone, <laughs> Bill Jackson Jr., and uh, Bonesy. Um, T-Bone actually won that, becoming the new MSPH Canadian Champion and the first ever U.S. born. Canadian champion in <laughs> MSPH wrestling history. He's da- he's from Buffalo. He's damn near Canadian. All right. I- Honorary Canadian. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if New Yorkers can claim Buffalo. I- I- we try not to. Uh, next match is an Anything <laughs> Goes 15 minute Ironman match uh, for my MSPH Hardcore TV Championship featuring yours truly versus a true, a real true warrior, Arts, his MSPH alter ego. Um, it was a 15-minute Iron Man match, but the result was a draw. Me and uh, Arts split one fall a person, or split two falls, one fall a person. Uh, I retained the title, so probably going to have to defend that the next event. Um, those announcements will be forthcoming. The This next match is Poop Slime Alley Parking, Alley Parking Lot Brawl. Kevin already spoiled the outcome of that, but it was Cool Beans Kevin Kraft versus... The eleven trillion dollar man. Eleven trillion dollar man gave Kevin a power bomb on God.
2: He did. And he made me he made me toss his cob salad. <laughs>
1: and ended up winning the pl- the Poop Slime Alley parking lot brawl.
2: Fucking uh, bullshit.
1: <laughs> Kevin takes another L. No one's surprised, least of all Kevin. Next is the Best Food T L C match featuring Oshidto Sauce. Uh Kwame, his uh his hot sauce, which you've heard us talk about. And a lot of you purchased big O-H-S-H-I-T-O.
0: shout out. dot com. He posted,
1: uh, I, I, I posted the screenshot of him beating Ronald McDonald. Oh shit. Oh sauce beat Ronald McDonald. And at least
2: something th- went right in the world.
1: Best food TLC match. He shared it to the Oh shit. Oh Instagram. Um, Oh shit. Did he really? Oh, absolutely. He fucking loves MSPH. I, I sent him the link. I forgot to, Sent it to him before the event started, but I sent it to him as the match was happening, and he watched it. Uh, I don't think he uh, said anything in the chat, but yeah, Kwame and his lady were watching. His uh, hot sauce beat the shit out of Ronald McDonald, so that's cool. Uh, Next match is a triple triple threat false count anywhere match for the MSPh Women's Championship, uh, featuring the current or uh, the former champion now, Rent Rent versus Poopin' Kathy and Curvy Beer Girl. Poopin' Kathy, as we previously discussed, became new MSPH Women's Champion, beating Rant Rant, Curvy Beer Girl. Was it fun talking about Poop Poopin' Kathy
2: with Rant Rant? She does not like poop jokes at all. And when I told her Poopin' Kathy, she was visibly shook. Like, all the color drained from her face, and she just sat there like, oh. She didn't need any more.
0: No. I heard her say, What? why? (laughs) And then as soon as you went into the explanation, she shut it down. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's very weird that she, she is with me and hates poop jokes, but you know, I just save that for here and I give, I give her the, the, the wholesome stuff. And
1: I have, I'm actually a firm believer that not all relationships need full transparency. So that's how I weigh in on this next match, first blood match, <laughs> Dominator versus the Hot Dog, and we have a fucking full fledged rivalry. I don't even know if we can call it a rivalry because the Hot Dog is now two and zero versus Dom. It beat him in the first blood match.
2: Not to mention, I'd say eighty percent of the moves that the Hot Dog got on Dom were choke slams.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he choked the life out of Dom. Uh, for yeah, a Dom, second. Dom really, uh,
0: Dom really put himself in a bad spot, making sure that 80% of the hot dog moves were choking related.
2: I went to, I went to um, dinner with Rentra the night before, and I was kind of like telling her what was to come on the, the MSPH wrestling. And I told her, I told her the saga of Dom and the hot dog at the Eagles game. And then she, I mean, she was blown away by that story.
1: It's crazy. It's
2: crazy that that happened, honestly. Insane. And then I was like, so, of course, in true Mad Scientist Party Hour fashion, we have Dom fighting a hot dog at the next wrestling event, and she fucking lost it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was a sweet match.
2: I mean, the the hot dog, the character design of it was so fucking funny looking. (laughs) It was just like a bulbous red hot dog wearing a tan vest so it looked like buns. And every time it picked Dom up by the neck and chokeslammed him, I I could not stop laughing.
1: And honestly, just shout out to Dom for the whole thing, for having <laughs> yeah. the sense you, of humor about you, all of this, and being able to execute it and doing it so well. Yeah. He, he when
0: killed it. when the hot dog first appeared on screen, you literally choked.
2: <laughs> oh, I did.
0: Yeah, because I was eating pasta.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. From laughing, you
1: <laughs> hot dog. What a, what a champion! And we're gonna hear more about the hot dog later tonight. Or later in this uh, announcement. Fatal, the next match, Fatal 4-Way match for the MSPH World Heavyweight Championship. I I uh, participated, fought in that one against the Bat Dad, who was cashing in his Money in the Bank break, uh, briefcase, which he won at the uh, previous events, Royal Rumble, versus Fat Dog Collar, who I believe was number one challenger. If not, I was the number one challenger. Actually, it doesn't matter, whatever. Uh, versus the Snow Bastard, who was the reigning champion. Uh, the Snow Bastard, Spat, actually uh, remained champion and won. Um, beat me, Fat Dog Collar, and the Bad Dad. So he's a defending champion going into MSPH Wrestling 11. Um, 30 man Next match is everyone's favorite, the headline of the event, uh, the main event. Um, it's a 30-man Royal Rumble match for the MSPH Money in the Bank briefcase. Uh, the winner of that and new Mr. Money in the Bank is... The hot dog. That same hot dog that has choked Dom out for consecutive months now (laughs) is the fucking money in the bank uh, current holder. So I I guess that makes him the number one challenger for the MSPH wrestling, heavyweight wrestling title.
0: Uh, He can cash it in at any time, or he'll be the number one contender at the next pay-per-view. I'm
1: sure we'll hear from the hot dog shortly. This fucking hot dog is... Just running away with
2: things here in Pumanati land. I mean, these matches are all set up and then auto-run by the computer. So, like, it's it's just so fucking funny that the hot dog beat Dom, the hot dog won the Royal Rumble, and I lose every single match. Yeah. Like, it's a 50-50 shot, but I lose all of them. For sure. And the fact that this just keeps happening by pure fate and just – it's. I mean, this would be very, very funny if we scripted it to play out this way, but it just does so naturally.
1: Yeah, which makes it even better. And yeah, shout out to Dom. Shout out to every uh, everyone who hung out in the Zoom call and everyone who watched on Twitch. Uh, it's, it's steadily growing, the MSPH wrestling. It's a yeah. lot of fun, and Dom puts his... Uh, Busts his ass, you know. Puts a lot of time and effort into it, and yep. it comes out awesome every fucking time. And you if guys- you remember
2: the Patreon, we post a Zoom link so you can be on Zoom with us for the whole event. And, you know, everybody's drinking, smoking, telling jokes. I mean, some people even start doing mushrooms and acid. It gets it gets fucking wild. It's a there. legit digital party, a yeah. digital
1: throwdown, and. uh you don't have to be a member of our Patreon to read the digest. I'll post it as like a free link onto our Patreon, so you do have to go to our Patreon to read it. But you can read his recap of all the matches and um there's also a bunch of injuries that I probably should announce. Actually I will real quick. Dominator got injured, Arts got injured, Ally Muffin got injured, Oh no. Blaine got injured and Rentran got injured. Um <clears throat> I'm not gonna I don't I'm not gonna go through and read all the copy and how long will be out for but i'm sure uh the puminati will reemerge and uh into these events i'm not yeah. sure about the dominator he needs to fucking be retired after that hot dog versus uh or that hot
2: dog performance <laughs> dude that shit
1: was hilarious uh, what an event
2: yeah maybe at the next one we can have dom fight two hot dogs <laughs> no, no we need
1: we need two doms to fight one hot dog <laughs> oh, <dude. laughs> It's not a fucking. He can't take down two hot dogs. If I saw him with two hot dogs, I'd have to tackle him. Yeah. No, no, Tom, you can't be trusted with two of those. It's
2: like in uh, that that episode of The Office where uh, Jim faxes Dwight using his letterhead from the future and says somebody will poison the coffee today, and he just dives through the air and slaps the mug of coffee out of Stanley's hands.
1: There's no way I'm allowing Dom to be in a room by himself with a hot dog. Let alone that two. is one
0: of my favorite opening sequences from an episode of the office the yeah. first time i saw that i laughed so fucking hard
1: <laughs> my favorite's the wire the, the one where he hooks the wire up and fucking
2: <laughs> oh yeah he, he's like yeah i just bought a, a reel of like 200 feet of red wire for like 25 cents at a at a yard sale and yeah, just ran it through the entire office and he's climbing up a telephone pole behind him out the window.
1: <laughs> yeah, and just like, hey, I I mean I put it up there, he'll be alright.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. Well, good shit. Yeah. Good shit.
2: So I I tried a new activity since we last spoke. Uh that- Rhett, Rhett and I went axe throwing.
0: I saw I that saw I- your video on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Axe throwman.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's my new alter ego, Axe the Roman. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, on your video, did you hit
1: like a bullseye or got near the bullseye?
2: I think it technically counted when we went up closer and looked, because it doesn't look like a direct bullseye. But when we went up and inspected it, it was enough in the red where the chick who was like our coach was like, "Yep, that's a bullseye." Nice. So they they it, it was it was weird because I've been wanting to do it for a while, not because like actually no, I almost I almost said a lie. I do really want to throw axes at things, but it also just seems like a fun activity to do. You like know? get
1: wild and poop slime alley one night.
2: I mean, if I get good enough, I'm just going to fasten hatchets of all, 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 like around the perimeter of my entire apartment. So at any time, if a bad guy busts in,
3: <laughs>
0: I feel like you right got to do a. It's going to make salt. your machete obsolete.
1: Yeah, you, know, you got to tuck and roll, and then throw the fucking hatchet or whatever the axe.
2: Yeah, you know, I really would like to do that at the Axe Place too, but they're sticklers for safety. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, what if you wear a helmet?
1: You just bring your own helmet.
2: In a suit of armor, so I don't accidentally chop a limb off while I'm somersaulting. I mean,
1: there's got to be a little risk. What are we doing here, We're axe throwing? Come on, guys!
2: Like I thought, you pay it was. Extra? I thought it was going to be like a batting cage where you know you rent a lane and you throw your axes for a little bit, but they have somebody there, so it was kind of like a double date. Huh. I now know what that is.
1: <laughs> it doesn't sound like it. Are you saying the people, the people that worked there?
2: No, the, the people that came with us, it was a guy and a girl, but oh, I, I don't know if they're dating or if there's any sort of reciprocation. I don't know. Uh-oh. He got friend-zoned? I don't know. So I, don't, uh, I honestly any don't know.
0: PDA. You didn't see any PDA? I did not, but I don't know. I don't Did I don't you know. Do and Rentra rent engage in PDA. Could they have said the same thing about you guys? She Me and Kevin engage
1: in more PDA uh, than him and Rentra rent when we went to the uh
2: No, she got a bullseye and I I, I went in for a little bit of a booty honk. <laughs> okay. A congratulatory wheedle. He went to second base. <laughs> oh good throw. Honk ha conk honk. honk, honk. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't like that, but it was uh, another man and woman with us. And then they paired us off with like, they were like, yeah, there's going to be 11 people in your lane. I was like, what? So it's going to be us and seven strangers? I don't to fucking do that. <laughs> yeah. So, but luckily, a couple people, the big group, there was three groups, us, another small group, and then a big group. And I think the big group was like, eh, you know what? We're out of here. And they just left. So they never even threw axes. But it was, it was dope. like What's the racial dynamic like? Because I feel like there's mostly white people that do this. It was in K Town, so there were a lot of Asian people.
1: Okay,
3: cool.
2: But, um, I mean, I thought, so I was telling you about how Rent Ran and I went to Dave and Buster's like a month ago, and they have an axe throwing game there now. So, but it's, you know, it's obviously not real hatchets you're throwing. And the, the bullseye is just like, um, you know, the plastic darts mm-hmm. where a needle doesn't actually go into corkboard, it just goes into those like uh, koosh ball prongs. That's kind of yes. how like the axe game was at, Dave and Buster's, and every throw I threw, the axe went right in, and every axe Rent ran through bounced off and never stayed. So, when we went to the real axe throwing, the, the there's a coach with us, and she tells everybody how to throw. And then, did two you it, walk
0: in with unnecess, uh, unwarranted confidence, being like, I know what I'm doing? You because you killed of the the David went, Buster's the Dave game? and
2: Buster's. Of course, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't need you, just give me the axe.
2: So she's, no, no, she's let like, me
1: show you how you throw an
0: axe miss.
2: <laughs> she's like explaining to us how to throw it and the rules, and like you both throw at the same time and you both retrieve the axes at the same time, so nobody is throwing when somebody else is walking t- towards the bullseye, and we don't have any you know dis- dismemberment. And I all my practice throws bink went right off the the wood and flew back. Rentra goes up for her practice throws, all of them stick. Uh oh, but. I eventually got there, and all the ones I was throwing were pretty much sticking. And uh, man, she killed it. Right. Really? I do not want to piss her off if there are axes around. <laughs> She's got the edge <laughs> She's in the good. axe game yeah. right now. But it was cool. I feel like that would be a fun thing to do next time uh, Shuddy's in town. It's like a fun activity to go kill an hour or two with. How many axe I'm sticks down. would you suck? I'll suck four axe sticks. Did you do solid? Korean barbecue afterwards because that w- before oh Ugh. it was okay mm. I drank I drank some beer sounds like you didn't do Korean
1: barbecue right
2: mm, we did and we, okay. got, we we got some soju we killed a bottle of soju okay. got some beer ate our faces off nothing nice. but beef no pork no chicken all beef why and then went what's straight to throwing axes
1: what's your beef what's your issue with with pork or chicken
2: I thought you were gonna
1: say hey, what's your beef with beef no I almost did. <laughs>
2: Um, for Korean barbecue, beef is my favorite thing to eat.
1: Oh, I didn't know if like there was some sort of dietary thing, which would would have made sense had it been just pork that you cut out. But pork and chicken, I was no, I just off there.
2: We just wanted beef. Is it, is it the Indians that don't like
1: cow?
0: Or no, that, it's, it's, it's they sacred. Love, they, yes, it's sacred. It's not that they don't like it.
1: Well, they don't eat it. Is what I meant. Correct. Right. That's what I was trying to say. All right. Fair See, enough.
0: See. When I do Korean barbecue, I, it, I I love fucking pork belly from a Korean barbecue spot.
1: Spicy pork belly is pretty much my favorite thing in the entire yeah. world. So I'm with you.
0: Spicy pork belly and bulgogi all day.
1: Spi- there was this place that used to do spicy pork <clears throat> burritos. It was a Korean-Mexican fusion spot in Long Beach, and it was fucking bomb.
2: Wait, was that the place you took me to? Yeah. Oh, my God. Epic.
0: I'm so hungry. Yeah, so if you
2: ma- if you go, it's not. And, it's longer there. I know, it's but a Eating those burritos, I don't recommend wearing any less than three pairs of underwear, because <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna jizz through two of them at least.
1: Oh, there, and that was such an epic place. I remember Melvin used to come from Torrance, uh, Pumanani. Melvin, still yeah. in the Pumanani for sure, um, used to come from Torrance to Long Beach just for it. It was fucking bomb, but. No, I love pork belly, dude. I I couldn't. I could. We'd have to throw pork on the grill if I was with you. This guy, this, the guy who was friend zoned, he was cool with no pork, no chicken.
2: No, they didn't come to the dinner. It was just, uh, it was just myself and Ramram. Ah. Uh, um. I gotta but show right, we also, right,
1: what's up. We're gonna have to bring her to Korean barbecue. <laughs> like we're gonna sit here for all fifteen plates. All right, I'm eating fifteen plates tonight. Right?
2: I'll, I'll, I'll let you know this at Road to Seoul, It's always option C because she wants the seasoned rib meat. And that's right. only on option C. I love it. So you better be able to dig deep. <laughs> uh. Uh. Oh, one last thing on the axe throwing. There are also places you can go and not only just throw axes, but throwing knives and shirukens.
1: What the fuck is a shirukens? Is that like a ninja star? Throwing yeah. stars.
2: Yep. So... I, I just call them ninja stars. I don't. Shire, I don't speak Japanese. Shiruken is way fucking cooler.
1: That's uh, a cool name. I'm, I'm not arguing I'm gonna Shiruken there. you right in the temple. I've just never heard that. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of Shiruken talk by me where I was when I was growing <laughs> up.
2: So I'm. De- I definitely want to hit one of those places too, and I will report back with how many bad guys I murder. Hey, invite me one of these times, dude. I'm. Dude, I'm, we tested I'm it out and social. We tested it out and when we left. She straight up said we should bring Jeff next time. Me and
1: where I thought got along. You did. I can third wheel on a date.
2: At this point, yeah. Come on, I'm it, the perfect third wheel. <laughs> so as long as you bring little mama, if you don't bring little mama, she's gonna you're gonna catch an axe in the head.
1: All right, we got to go someplace that serves food outdoors so little mama can come. Yep. All right, let's do it. Double date.
2: Um, I did get to catch some movies. I took one for the team. I put myself through torture.
1: What does that mean? This is you taking one for the team. You you did something else?
2: I watched Home Sweet Home Alone on Disney+.
1: Why? I don't know what that is. All right, I'm going to Google it.
0: It's a new Home Alone movie.
2: Yeah,
1: straight to Disney+. Plus. Has it got a black kid at least?
0: No, no, the it's the little, a little fact. British boy.
2: Yeah, the, the 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 little kid from Jojo Rabbit,
1: Archie Yates is that his name? Yeah, it sucks that they would do, uh, that they would remake this and not remake it with a black kid. It just seems like the way that you should go with it, or the the direction you should go. Ellie Kemper, I always I thought she was canceled. Was that just like a trend that shouldn't have been like a mistaken trend? You know, like how Eddie Murphy's died, like. 10 times on Twitter. You know, like they just said Ellie Kemper is canceled. Like she used to do, she did blackface in college. And that <laughs> th- that was debunked. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? I like know what Ellie you're Kemp- talking about. She Ellie- didn't
2: do, I think, Help me on her. the most triggered of the triggered were like, rah, 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 on social media, but nobody really bit because she she, when she was young, she's from the South and she participated in this beauty pageant that I guess, when it started, you know, in the early nineteen hundreds or something like that, it was rooted in racism, but then just like got rid of all that and just became a mainstay county fair right. pageant. So like if you read the history book, you'll actually find out that
1: everything in the American South is rooted in racism. That's how it <laughs> works, actually. It's, I mean, that's kinda you know,
2: so it's free people labor. Were, some people were <laughs> bummed out and some people were just like Okay, I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt that she didn't participate in this fucking beauty pageant or whatever strictly because it had a racist past. And so. she was
1: awesome in the office. So even if it was ra- even if she was a little racist, as long as she's no longer <laughs> racist. <we> can- <laughs>
2: she learned. She, she grew as a person. I she mean, changed. did you
1: see her in the office? She was that person that couldn't be terribly racist. She's learned. Alright, so home sweet home. How many how many Kevin McAllister dicks are you sucking?
2: All right, we can skip right to that. Half a dick, okay. Piece of shit. Can't even believe they made it. And I actually really liked that kid in Jojo Rabbit. He was, to me, the funniest part. I thought he was actually kind of funnier than Taika Waititi as as silly Hitler.
1: Yeah, it's I I never even watched that movie. It's pro Hitler movie, <laughs> or it's a movie in the Hitler world. Then I I don't fuck with Hitler. I did watch uh, Schindler's List. So I'm kind of
2: well. That wasn't very pro Hitler. So you're in the clear there.
1: Now there was Inglorious Bastards. Those are the only two uh, Hitler Hitler movies I've seen. So no JoJo Rabbit. Anyways, going back to Home <laughs> Street, Home Alone.
2: So I'm actually going to break this one down for you, so nobody else has to worry about like their curiosity about this movie. It is so oddly dated. I don't know who it's geared towards because the fucking movie is clearly for kids like the other home alone movies, but it's got a Scarface reference and an OJ Simpson joke. So who are you aiming for in 2021? The,
0: the people whole, our age with small children.
2: The whole setup for this movie is, I mean the first home alone was great. Everybody in this rich neighborhood is leaving for the holidays and a couple of bandits catch wind of it, and they're going to break in and steal all their riches. And one little kid who got forgotten, and there's no cell phones or anything, because it's the late 80s or early 90s or whatever, 1990, has to set up a series of traps where if they took place in real life, would be shockingly brutal and fit in with a Saw movie. But they enacted Looney Tunes physics. So you see these bad guys, these robbers, just getting bonked and destroyed, and it's funny. This one... This spoiled little shit has to piss in the car, so his mom pulls over and sees an open house and pretends to be interested in the house so he can go piss in their toilet. And then the kid starts wising off to the dad that lives there, sees a box of creepy dolls, and then somehow later on, so Ellie Kemper and Rob Delaney are a couple, and they are in financial hardship, and they're having to sell their house because things are so dire. And then when that kid leaves, they find out that this box of creepy dolls, one of them, the head is upside down, and it's an error. And he finds on eBay that there's 10 of those errors ever made, and the last one sold at an auction for over $200,000. So they're like, oh my God, our fucking, our troubles are over. We can, we can save the house. We can save the family. And then they go to dig it up, and it's gone, and they're like, that little fucking bastard stole our doll. So the whole point of the movie is them breaking into the house who the kid got left behind because he fell asleep in the car watching Looney Tunes on his iPad and the family went to Tokyo. Who takes a family of dozens of kids to Tokyo for Christmas? Leaves the kid alone and then Home Alone plays out. But all you're seeing are these des- is a desperate couple trying to get their property back so they can sell it and save their family. And this kid setting them on fire and crushing their skulls in with pool balls out of a t-shirt cannon. <laughs> it's so so it, the kid up. was the villain the whole time. Yes, but that's kind of cool. Boiler alert: When they finally get this misunderstanding out of the way, they find out the kid didn't even take the fucking doll. Like I forget what even happened, but some other kid took it. and He's like, "Oh yeah, here, here's it back." And then the movie ends with the little Home Alone kid, his mom, and the two robbers having dinner together and their friends. Spoiler: It's where, where, where do you pick up the half dick? Or where does
1: the score? I will get give the half, dick?
2: the half dick to Pete Holmes because Pete Holmes is in it and he actually does have a couple of funny moments. And I was like, wow, shout out to you, Pete Holmes. Um, but there's Buzz McAllister is in it. He gets a cameo as a cop.
1: If you read the, I'm on the Wikipedia page. If you read the the names, it sounds like this could be a good. Right, it's screenplay written by Mikey Day. I like Mikey Day and Saturday Night Live. Ellie Kemper, I like her. Uh, you said Archie Yates is cool in Jojo Rabbit. Keenan Thompson's the man. Pete Holmes, Chris Parnell
2: is yeah, like a All those people, good. like Chris Parnell and uh, um, Keenan, are in it for like three minutes. All right. Well, there's your problem right there. Yep. Had
1: I known that, and now I know that I can.
2: Adjust my
1: expectations. I mean, I'm never gonna watch this, and I don't think I have Disney Plus anymore.
2: Oh, I'm pretty well.
1: sure my father bought it for a year, and he just let it expire. And I have to, I have to pick it up now if I want it. No, I think I you're in the clear then. I do really want to see. We talked about this recently, me and you. I do really want to see the Beatles Get Back documentary. And I know you have no interest, but yeah. it's important. I think it's important. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all I'm saying. Shut it, You disagree. I'm, I'm assuming, right?
0: I, I I have no reason, interest in really watching it. Oh man,
1: my music teacher when I was in like fourth grade, and I I don't I got not into music at all. Didn't play any instruments, but I just remember like we had to learn Beatles songs on the recorder, and like his passion about the Beatles and how much he was into them. I just remember like. It being one of my earlier memories, and I fucking, I, I've always fucked with the Beatles. I honestly have. I do. I like the Beatles, and I think getting like vintage, actual footage that's been like remastered and like souped up by that guy Peter Jackson be cool. Uh, so I should spend the eight. What, how much is Disney Plus? Was it eight dollars a month?
2: Mm, I'm not sure. I got like I signed up for a three year package through this deal they did, very early on. <clears throat> where it ended up being, I think, like $6 a month for three years. Because once they got all that Marvel shit and there's, like, exclusive Marvel shit coming, I was like, God damn it, another fucking streaming service gets into my, my bank account.
1: So did you pay up front? You you pay them, like, 300 bucks, and they're good? Or yep. you Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, I should do that. Fuck. Oh,
2: real quick, I just looked at my notes. Do you want to hear some of the hysterical pranks? That happened in Home Alone, Home Sweet Home Alone. Well, you took notes for it. I did. Do you uh, Do you
1: usually take notes? Like, what if you're in the theater? You just have no notes. I try it-
2: to. When the lights come back on, I make mental notes in my head, and then I try to write them all down. No oh, shit. During the credits. Um. So, here's some of the revolutionary shit they did. He uh, sprayed water all over the driveway and let it freeze, so it was icy. Okay. Uh did a thing where he turned the lights on and off real quick. That was like one of the moves that he pulled against the people
1: trying to get their property back. I'm not going to call them. I'm not calling them victims. All right. Did he have the doll? I'm not calling them victims. No, they were trying to get their property back.
0: When
2: they kept saying, we have to get that ugly little kid back. They were talking about the doll and the kid thought they were talking about him. So he thought they were going to kidnap him and auction him off when they really just wanted a doll,
3: Man.
2: and the doll was ugly. So they also <laughs> tricked them into eating donuts that were filled with spicy sauce.
1: So he was a hospitable,
2: yeah, attacker or booby trap placer. He then knocked one of the he knocked the dude out, Rob Delaney. He got knocked out unconscious, and while he was out, he put a VR helmet on him. And then when he came back, too, he thought he had somehow magically teleported out onto the edge of a cliff. So, uh... That was a knee slapper.
1: I honestly... I feel like Rob Delaney is a name I should know, and I have no idea who the... Like, I'm I'm looking at him, and i like, well, who the fuck is this I guy?
0: also cannot place him.
2: He got big just from telling... I think he was just a regular dude, and got a following on Twitter from tweeting out jokes and stuff. And then he got into stand-up and got offered acting and writing roles out of it. He was in Deadpool too.
1: I mean, that's all good and fine. I, I'm just, it sounds like a famous person's name. (laughs) Sorry, Rob Delaney. You're not. Oh, okay.
0: I recognize him now.
1: All right. Well, now I feel like a dick. Okay. Well, maybe you are famous, Rob Delaney, just not in my world.
0: From that Catastrophe show on Amazon or whatever.
1: 6'3", oh, okay. you can be back up Point Guard. some size.
0: Did you guys watch anything? Uh, well, speaking of Home Alone, we kicked off the Christmas holiday season with a watching of Home Alone.
1: Which you haven't for like 30 years, you're saying, It's right? been
0: a long time since I've seen that movie, and it was really strange watching it, because I was like, he was an adorable kid, and then I'm like, he's my age, so it's really, it's a little strange thinking of him like that. But it was, it was still a lot of fun. I loved the John Candy scene so much.
2: Oh, John Candy, what a g! Icon
0: talking about leaving his kid at the funeral home. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the poker kings of the Midwest, right? John Candy is an uh, icon.
0: We also watched Let There Be Carnage. Oh,
2: the Venom sequel.
0: Yeah. Oof.
2: Real bad, huh? Oof. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you.
1: I was going to say, you reviewed it poorly as well, right?
0: Yeah. It was rough. Really rough. It was rough.
1: You were saying it tried to be too much like Deadpool, right? That was like your...
0: Yeah, that's exactly what it was going for. Slap-sticky, odd couple, kind
1: of... The commercials were, like, cringe. It's weird. Yeah,
0: it, it, A lot of it was very cringey. Because I fucking...
1: Like, again, Spider-Man, the cartoon, and X-Men, the cartoon, were, like, two of the things that I really enjoyed as a kid. And Venom... I always thought Venom and Carnage were super cool. So, theoretically, I should be excited. But I've heard pretty much nobody really be... Be excited about Venom or or the the Venom sequel. So I haven't even given it a shot, and now you guys are just either further cementing that. You just well, bundled something up that a little you mama, will like to hear. Cold.
0: Uh, probably didn't get on your radar, but they're doing a continuation of the animated X Men series for Disney Plus.
2: I did hear about that. That's pretty boner
0: but, inducing. I was talking to Jeff.
2: Oh. I got distracted say,
1: by say little mama. Yeah, little mama was distracting.
0: <laughs> they're X-Men doing series. they're c- doing a continuation of the X Men animated series for Disney Plus.
1: They're just gonna pick up the story as like where yep. it left off. Yep. With like new, updated technology and animation, a lot. I mean, that, that could be cool. Imagine they just go back and they just like try to fit it. <laughs> like they make it, like. The animation from the nineties and they just re upload it.
2: I really hope they do.
1: That would actually be sweet. I'm into this. Wait, and do they they have every one of the episodes on Disney Plus, right? Yeah. No shit. Yep. Dude, I turned on Disney Plus once in the year that I had it. They have I, a
2: lot of old like Saturday morning cartoons from when we were kids.
1: You're gonna find this annoying. I'm annoyed that I'm gonna say this out loud. The only thing I use Disney Plus for is watch Hamilton. Oh, my God. It's pretty good. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Hamilton. Check it out on Disney+. You guys ever heard of this
2: play called
0: Hamilton? <laughs> they, like, rap history. It's cool. Oh,
1: I thought it was cool. You just almost
0: made me say a word I haven't said in a long time, Jeff.
1: Oh, my God.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yikes. You might want to clarify so you don't get yourself in trouble by accident.
2: <laughs> um, I want to throw this out there real quick. Just because I have my letterbox D pulled up. Say the word he was going (laughs) to (laughs) say.
0: How many Home Alone movies do you think there are? There's Home Alone, Home Alone 2, Home Alone 3. Then there were a few that went straight to video. I would say there were two of those and this one. So my guess is six.
2: You would be correct. There are six Home Alone movies.
1: I was going to guess seven out of just... Just firing from the hip.
2: So, Home Alone three. I'm. I don't, I don't think that ever went into theaters. That might have been straight to VHS. Came out in ninety seven.
0: No, and I think that was in the theater. It was. Let's see.
1: I'm pretty sure. I. I thought I remember it coming out in the theater. I. I thought I remember not having interest in Home Alone three coming out in the theater. Well, yeah, because it wasn't,
2: wasn't. It wasn't Macaulay Culkin. No. But it does have uh, a young Scarlett Johansson in it somehow.
0: No, it did uh, come out in the movie theaters. But did they show it at like two of them in the village, um, or was it like a wide right release? Now, no, it at its peak on opening weekend, it was in two thousand one hundred and forty-seven theaters.
2: Holy shit! Okay, they I gave did it not a know shot.
0: Hey,
1: wait,
2: was the budget, budget?
0: Was thirty-two million dollars? Do you guys want to guess how much it grossed? Five
1: hundred thousand. No, full. Full theatric release of Home Loan Three what the gross was. Correct. I got it. it's gotta evaporate in the black. I just can't believe it was that bad. I'm gonna guess $54 fifty four million.
0: Thirty million eight hundred eighty two thousand five hundred and oh. fifteen dollars. It did not make its budget back. God, why did
2: people do that?
1: Don't they say I mean you got to think that's a strong franchise to at least... Like, if you're a studio exec, I don't really... Obviously, I'm kind of talking shit, I don't understand, but if you're a studio exec and you're trying to get a movie made and you're pitching the ideas and trying to look like you're doing your job, pitching a third Home Alone movie, even without Macaulay Culkin, you got to figure, like, it does well. right? So that's not Home a bad Alone gamble.
0: $18 million budget. Made $476 million worldwide.
1: Right. You're like, all right, all right. Yeah, we don't have Macaulay, but give me $30 million and the Home Alone name, I'll get us in the black. You got to like Home that Alone
0: 2 had a budget of $31 million and worldwide grossed $358 million. The studio absolutely operated yeah. from the... We're just going to slap Home Alone on this movie, and it's going to at least make its money back.
1: Maybe we fail, and it makes $100 Maybe. (laughs) You know what I mean?
0: Well, then
2: Home Alone 4, I'm looking at the synopsis of this on Letterboxd, recast Kevin McAllister. So they brought the character back, and it says, Kevin McAllister's parents have split up. Now living with his mom, he decides to spend Christmas with his dad at the mansion of his father's rich girlfriend, Natalie. Meanwhile, robber Marv Merchants, one of the villains from the first two movies, partners up with a new criminal named Vera to hit Natalie's mansion. So Marv was played by French Stewart, the squinty guy. From Th- Third Rock. What was Third it? Rock, yeah. Third Rock yeah.
1: from The Sun. Is that what it is? Yeah.
2: And Missy Pyle was Vera. I don't know who that is. You probably know her face. She's in like a lot of comedies. This this lady,
1: I kind of know that face. She's been in a yeah, lot of stuff. She's, That's like is stock she
0: attractive, for or Risa. isn't she?
2: Eh. Yeah. she seems nice. <laughs> you know,
1: <laughs> a lot would have to depend on her attitude. <laughs> I could go either way, is what I'm saying.
2: She was in Dodgeball. She was the uh, the unibrow lady. I'm right.
1: I so think a lot depends on, you know, we get rid of the unibrow, slut her up a little bit. Let's see what her personality is like. <clears> Maybe she's really hot. Maybe she's a dud. I have no official score as of right now.
2: So that's Home Alone 4. And then there was <laughs> Home Alone the Holiday Heist. Eight year old Finn is terrified to learn his family is relocating from sunny California to Maine in the scariest house he has ever seen. Convinced that his new house is haunted. Finn sets up a series of elaborate traps to catch the, quote-unquote, ghosts in action. Left Home Alone with his sister, that's not alone, uh, while their parents are stranded across town, Finn's traps catch a new target, a group of thieves who have targeted Finn's house. So they really went for it. And the highest rated Home Alone past Home Alone 2 is Home Alone 3 with an average of two dicks, Home Alone 4 has 1.2 dicks. Home Alone The Holiday Heist, 1.3 dicks. And this new one, Home Sweet Home Alone, sitting comfortably at an average of 1.5 dicks. These dicks are letterbox, letterbox dicks, right?
0: Yeah. Letterbox dicks, yep. Okay. That's what it stands for. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> D stands for dicks. Googly 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 googly. Isn't that right, little mama? <laughs> I also tried to class it up and watch uh, a new Oscar bait movie that hit Netflix this weekend. Have you guys heard anything about The Power of the Dog? No.
0: No.
1: You're a fucking dog, little mama.
2: It's a 1925 rancher movie with Benedict Cumberbatch, Jesse Plemons, and Kirsten Dunst. And... I looked at it as a lot of times when rent R- and I are out, hanging out at the weekend and she doesn't want to watch a lot of the shit that I'm willing to watch. I'll watch anything. If it's uh, a movie I haven't seen, I'll put it on. That's what I do with my free time. I look at gaping holes in my filmography and <laughs> I fill them. I fill them right the fuck up. To, to give you a quick example, I in the past week, I watched for the very first time Do the Right Thing, and Menace to Society. Menace to Society kicks ass. Do the right I've thing. I've never
0: seen Menace to Society, but I have seen Do the Right Thing. Do menace right to thing.
2: Society is fucked up. Yeah, it is. I actually like Do the Right Thing more. Oh wow. But uh yeah, so anything I've seen Menace like, to
1: Society like ten times and I've seen Do the Right Thing maybe once. I
2: don't know. I I, I liked them both, but I, I gave I gave the edge to um uh do the right thing. But I like Stuff like that I can't pitch rent around. Like, hey, let's watch this Spike Lee movie from, you know, the early 90s or late 80s or whatever. She, she
0: really is. wouldn't be into those? I don't she, think so. She's not into
2: Menace to Society? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think she would want to watch Menace to Society. Yeah, yeah but do the right LA. thing. All I'm saying is, is I have all this stuff that I will just watch, and she needs something a little bit more targeted. Gotcha. But... Um, I, I, when I saw new, news was coming out over, over the, the past week about this fucking Power of the Dog movie and they're like, Benedict Cumberbatch is getting awards. This is uh, an Oscar contender. It's great. It's great. I watched it with her. I was like, this will be a good movie. Every time when we spend like an hour surfing through the streaming services, I have a suggestion. Let's watch, let's watch this. She actually beat me to it and suggested it to me. We put it on. I'll say this. It's fucking well-made. You'll suck more <laughs> the, the more dicks of this than Home Sweet Home Alone? I will, but
0: it's
2: well-made, it's well-acted, well but Christ, is it not fun to watch. Did the dog die? There's no dog in it.
1: Well, no that's dog. terrible. No dog. You can't promise a dog or even a ledge dog and then not bring some sort of dog. Imagine if I came here with no little mama. I'd be headed right back to Long Beach, probably. Yeah. So
0: little mama is the only reason he wanted you to come over today. He needed her to feel better.
1: I know little mama,
0: but it was just, it was so fucking slow and bleak
2: and like Jesse Plemons meets meth Damon. Yeah. Meth Damon (laughs) and, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch are brothers and they have this big successful ranch and a huge house and lots of property and they're kind of big swinging dicks in the community. And Jesse Plemons starts shacking up with, what's-her-face, uh, Kirsten Dunst. And they end up getting married.
0: his coverage.
2: Well, also in real life. They're actually engaged. I know. Uh, Weren't they in... Uh, Fargo, I think, right? Fargo
0: together, yeah.
1: Wait, Kirsten Dunst and, and Jesse Plemons. Yeah, they're, they got, t- they're they together in real
2: life, and they're together in this movie. And she has a son from a previous marriage where the guy died and the son's a little like flamboyant and Benedict Cumberbatch is just a cranky cranky old bitch and he just makes their life hell so they move into the house and he's constantly taking shots at them and just doing everything he can to make their lives miserable and that's a majority of the movie and I don't know I I can get into dramas I can get into period pieces I do have a pinky up classier side when it comes to film. It's not all, you know, dumb and dumber blasting molten diarrhea into a toilet and going, ah!
1: Yeah, you have King's Speech power ranked
2: absurdly high. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I can get my brows a little bit higher than they are right now, but I couldn't for this one. It was, it was too bleak. It's, it's got a two-hour runtime. It felt like four hours I, you know, I can appreciate the work they put in. It looked great. It was well acted, but Christ, it was, it was tough to get through. I can, I can only suck two and a half unwashed, dirty Benedict Cumberbatch dicks. And is, I, is most
1: of that dick sucking just because of like, you could tell it was well acted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you didn't enjoy yourself. You're not enjoying that two and a half dicks.
2: No, but I, I could appreciate what the actors
1: are bringing <laughs> to the table. You're taking those two and a half dicks out of respect.
2: And I'd say, you know, the last 20 minutes or so were definitely better than the previous hour and 40 minutes. But it wasn't enough to save it. It was just... I could not bring myself to watch that again, and I would not recommend the two of you watch it.
1: Was it like a Scorsese ending? Did Benedict Cumberbatch get murdered at the end?
2: There's a little, I guess you could say, Scorsese-ish shit going on. I don't know. I don't know. You just
1: spoil the fuck at a Home Sweet Home Alone, you're not going to...
2: Because I feel like people will actually watch this one. Nobody. The only people on Earth that are, that are watching Home Sweet Home Alone is me and Dom. Fair and right. I only know that because I follow Dom on Letterboxd, and he watched it.
1: And well, what, he enjoyed it, didn't he? Shuddy's going to watch it soon on what the fuck did I, I do. I don't, I don't know.
2: Let's
0: see, let's see. Well, I mean... What, what did Dom give it's it?
1: It's a Dom assignment.
0: I mean... He gave I'm it, sure he's going to have some Christmas-themed horror movie that he's going to make me watch in the next couple of weeks ruin my birthday. Whoa. <laughs>
2: he, watched, he, he gave it one and a half dicks.
0: Oh, okay. So
2: yeah. for those keeping score at home, Dom liked he, Home Sweet Home Alone more than The Matrix and Fight Club. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and you know he's not really hot taking it either. That's the worst part. That's what makes no. me feel even worse.
2: You get no hot takes with Dom. Everything with Dom is sincere.
1: Yeah. Like, you know Skip Bayless thinks LeBron James is good, you know, deep down inside. I, I, I don't know if Dom thinks Matrix is a good movie.
2: I don't believe No, that he, he does. doesn't. Well, isn't Dom's whole hatred of the Matrix, he got forced to watch it too many times and now hates it?
0: Him and I both, yeah, got forced to watch it constantly by our friend Ryan. But, like, I mean,
2: you give it more than one dick, right, Shuddy?
0: Yeah. I loved it when it first came out that that year of being force fed it. All it did was make me not want to watch it again. And then when I we did a rewatch here a couple months ago and it was a lot of fun to v- revisit it. I
1: don't even like listen to the counter argument of it being a five dicker. Like there is just no validity in that. Take. <laughs> I just I just I there's just one of the few times where I won't argue back it's like okay wow you think differently than me in this okay i guess we just we're not gonna get there on this one I don't
3: know, agree to
0: disagree I yeah
1: don't know. <laughs> matrix is as clear a five dicker as there could be i don't know all right fuck me i guess
2: are you guys gonna go see the the new one
1: absolutely i think i'm going to the movies on christmas to see it
2: yeah i think it comes out christmas eve there's a lot of shit coming out christmas eve
1: i'm such a big gambler as you all know. Basketball's my shit. I almost I really don't want to I really don't want to leave the house on Christmas. But I used to have a movie a Christmas movie tradition that we stopped I think two years ago because of there was just no good movies. And this year like you're saying there were several good movies. There was like an there's a decent conversation for what do you want to see on Christmas.
0: You really want to see West Side Story, don't you?
1: No. That, it's offensive that that oh, movie's Scorsese. coming out. It's, <laughs> it's offensive that that movie's coming out. And them hyping it up, saying it's one of Spielberg's best movies. Like A critic said that is Wait, un- is it Spielberg or Scorsese? It's Spielberg. I, so I thought you were oh, counting oh. on me nope. making a mistake that I would usually make. In nope, this case. I, I'm the ass clown. <laughs>
2: That was that was a that was a patented Kevin Cla- Kevin Kraft cell phone.
1: I thought that was a four layer joke, and I was like, "Oh wow, you're really good." No, but I knew <laughs> it was no. It's Steven Spielberg remaking West Side Story just so he can get himself in the Oscar race. It's absurd. It is such a fucking bitch move by Steven Spielberg. He's essentially to, I'll use LeBron James again. He's going to the Lakers. He's just like team hopping. It's fucking whack. Like. The, was, the kind of career that that guy fucking has to actually say a remake is one of his best movies. Like, you're going to put that on the trailer. It's a disrespect to his legacy. Am I
2: wrong? Am I no, wrong? I've, you're, you're making good points. And the male lead in it is Ansel Elgort, whose name is equally as punchable <laughs> as his face.
1: For sure. I mean, like, that guy's in
2: Baby Driver, and I like Baby Driver, but every time he's on scene, I'm just like, Oh, get punched! Someone punch him!
1: Like when you start discussing greatest filmmakers ever, like you can't really get more than a couple minutes into the conversation before saying Steven Spielberg. Of course, like he's got to yeah. come off the top, and for him to do a fucking remake on a movie that, like, when did he when did he first direct it? when did When did Jaws first come out? Was it seventy six? Maybe. Okay, all right. So West Side Story came out, I think, in
2: the sixties. Like I don't, know, it's just cr- I don't like musicals, so it's I don't really crazy, know shit
1: about dude. it. Like, why it would be like if Scorsese remade Jaws? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I
3: mean? You know, 1961.
1: Just, 1961. Like, dude. Like, you remember seeing it in the theater for sure. Like, it's such a corny bitch boy move.
2: Oh, when I was off by you, your Jaws is 75.
1: It's like, dude, how could you be doing a remake? You, you like... You are fucking Steven Spielberg. What are you? Yeah, if you're doing? gonna
2: remake anything, remake Little Monsters, the Fred Savage, Howie Mandel vehicle.
1: Yeah, ma- remake a movie that you did that sucked and
3: like
2: try again. <laughs> yeah. I,
1: I would prefer that. You're like, you know what? I did a whoopsie here. Uh, you know, let me get a mulligan on
2: this one. Give me a Leo back. I'm
1: gonna, I'm to fucking try another one here. Another crack at this one.
2: Huh. Uh do you guys watch anything else? Mm-hmm. Dude, yeah.
1: my weekend was all sports: football, Saturday, MSPH wrestling. Someone, the only other topic I have. Someone, someone sent me super fun penis candy. Clearly, in the p- puminati Clearly, uh, I would assume a Patreon. I, I guess this isn't clear. Isn't a. I would assume a Patreon subscriber. So I'm gonna snack attack it. It's called super fun penis candy, and I can't even <laughs> dox this fool. I could give his address. It could be a girl. I don't know the name. It just said Vogue, VOG, V O G, and then there was mm. an address. I actually threw out the package, so I don't even know who sent this to me. Uh, DM me if so. I can if you want credit or who, just so I know who sent me these little penis candies. So there's 124 pieces. Is that number random? That number feels random. Does that?
2: I like that. There's gonna be a snack attack on Patreon where you eat a bag of dicks.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna eat a bag of dicks on Patreon. Little mama can't have any of that, won't be part of that snack attack. Actually, yeah, I did have a cock in my mouth. Wow,
0: your ventriloquism is getting really good. I've been practicing. I meant Jeff's. I mean, I mean, really said that this will finally
2: make sense. The
1: only thing I've eaten in weeks is dick. Are we gonna have an old school hangout where we order some fucking Grubhub? or you're still eating unhealthy, right? You're not back to eating regular.
2: <laughs> not particularly. I might I had I had optimism to turn the ship around, but in light of recent events I'm just I'm pushing to twenty twenty two. Oh hell yeah, dude. These titties are gonna be around for a little bit.
1: I'm gonna lose some weight probably closer to the summer, but <laughs> it's a 2022 thing
2: which summer
1: next summer next summer is hot boy season hot white boy <laughs> season <laughs> i go i go to the gym i have no problem going to the gym i have no problem, problem playing basketball actually my fat ass does get winded but it's a diet and i got these penis candies to eat yep i have no choice also rant rant gave me something to snack attack can i shout her out can i shout out yes yeah. now yeah, go for it. I don't know what it is. It's a German it's a German chocolate from Ritter Sport Nus Nusper flakes.
0: Does
2: it have
1: cornflakes in it? It has cornflakes in it. Uh Kevin had it. He tried it during the uh MSPH wrestling event on Zoom. We all made fun of him. Mostly I think Shuddy came at him the most aggressively about this chocolate with crisp uh, cornflakes in it, but I'm going to have a... It was
0: not the candy that I was coming after. It was Kevin's description because it sounded so lackluster.
1: Well, I mean, the point of He was underselling
0: it and then being like, oh my god, this is so good.
1: And it's all in German, too. so There's
0: no way that what Kevin described wouldn't taste like cardboard. I'm excited. I'm I'm going to weigh in on it. I'm looking forward to hear somebody who knows a thing or two about a thing or two talking about it.
1: This is my first snack rodeo. This is a thick piece of chocolate, though. This is, it's bulky. Yeah, dude. This is a hell of a fucking candy. I feel like most European or foreign snacks are, you know, they're more bitch, not more bitch, but it's just like lesser, lesser portion sizes. This is not a, when it
0: comes to chocolate. I don't. I feel this is chocolate a girthy, t- heavy t- motherfucker. chocolate. Seriously.
2: All right. Well, if you would like to check out those future snack attacks, and much, much, much more, I strongly advise you to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Hour. So much stuff going up there all the time. And if you are new to it, if you've never subscribed, we've got about four years' worth of content. In January, I think it's four years we've been, we've been doing that. So you get access to it all. Crafter Jeff Shuddy Edition, Supermarket Queefs, Queef or No Queef, Snack Attacks, What the Fuck Did I Just Watch, Um, Kevin's Nerd Hole, uh, Soda Jerk. I mean, I can't even remember all the stuff we've done, but it's all up there. Check it out, patreon.com slash madscientistpartyhour. And uh, you can call our voicemail line, 201-472-0139 and leave a message after the beep. Or you can just shoot your emails to Hour at gmail.com if you would like to see full videos of this minus the Easter egg and little mama's very very sleepy uninterested face sometimes shocked face you can go to youtube.com slash mad scientist party hour subscribe and share if you wouldn't mind friends and you can also follow us on Instagram I'm at Kevin Kraft
0: at Shuddy Boy
2: at Jeffro Records and at MSPH Podcast um and I think that's it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for uh, sitting through this mini therapy session with me. And we'll, we'll catch you shortly. Uh, but until next time, rest in peace, Dad. I love you so much. Yo, yo, yo. Oh, shit. Are, there, are your headphones
1: plugged in? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Am I coming I feel like my mic isn't coming through. Maybe I'm uh maybe I'm mistaking. Actually I no. Hear you. no, I kinda hear myself. I keep
2: talking? Check, check, check.
1: Can am I coming through? Is the is bouncing? it is bouncing, right? I guess. I don't know.
2: Yeah. You could use a little bit more juice. Oh fuck. See that's the noise I hear. Do you hear it
1: now? Yeah. The feedback. Yeah, it's just I think that's just all your wire your bunch of wires getting crossed. It's hard to untangle.
2: Yeah, I'm 99% sure it's the headphone amp. I think it's definitely the auxiliary cord. Yeah. It's
1: the auxiliary yo, 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 cord. Yeah. Yo, yo.
2: Yeah, and it never makes it to the recording and I sound like a lunatic, but it's hard hearing that and not thinking like shit, this is fucking up the show. Yeah, I kind of hear it in the background, but it, yeah. it doesn't
1: exp- like it doesn't stay in the on the SD
2: card? Nope. Or it drowns out? All right. I have no idea how, but...
1: It re- that really makes no
2: sense. Oh. That... This motherfucker... Yeah, it's 100% that input cord. Yeah. It's all wiggly in the... For sure. In the effin'. Can I get some...
1: I forgot pot.
2: I got you, homie. I know you do. (laughs) Oh, also, you get a choice. Would you like Joey Diaz weed or Seth Rogen weed? Joey Diaz, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uncle Joey.
1: Uncle Joey. Little mama. Fist bump me. Fist bump. There you go. Good girl. Have a good one. High five. Oh, yeah. Little mama. Oh, my God. Wow! Here you get another little
2: treats, man. So like,
0: so we're missing someone.
2: Yeah, he's right here next to me.
0: I know, but <laughs> what's he doing? Like
2: feeding uh, little mama treats. I'm going. How to the some, fuck can he weed. be
0: late and he he'd be sitting right next to you? I just, and then he's gonna call you Diva Craft.
1: I forgot that I have to patch in via video. I can hear you, so it's just like, yeah. yeah. I'm good. I'm good good to to go. go.
0: You have to mute your laptop, buddy.
1: Roger. I feel like Fat Dog Collar. Wait, wait, how do I? Where's the fucking mute button? Oh, no. Are you stuck in a time
2: loop? No,
1: I just had to mute my computer mic because it was echoing the audio. Smoking on some of Kevin's laughing gas. Shout
2: out to Uncle Joey. I'm finishing
0: the last of my Bubba Diagonal.
1: This is the Joey Diaz weed. Is it all laughing gas, and there's a bunch of strains under that, or is this the one? Is this one
0: strain?
2: I think there's. It's like a cross strain. You can see on the back of the two that it's made from. I think.
0: I think what Jeff was asking was laughing. Is laughing gas his brand, or is that the type?
2: Oh, of... oh. I think laughing gas might be the brand, and cocoa is the strain.
1: Don't you leave it. Got little mama chilling on the uh, the chair next to me. I know next everybody's up.
0: gonna be mad they can't see her.
1: Little mama, we'll cut. Mm. We'll cut to her. We'll do little mama cams here or there.
0: Today was a big day. Not that that's too much of a, that's too big of a, that's building it up too much. <laughs> uh. I have just um a stack of boxes over here th- of things that came just arrived that I couldn't get up in the display in time. Is what I sh- meant by it was a big day.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: who has that as a ringtone?
2: Um someone tagged us on on IG. I'm fucking spacing out on who it was. I apologize cuz if they have that as their ringtone, they des- definitely listen to Easter eggs. But shout out to you, mysterious friend. Oh man. Do
1: you have any uh Kevin
2: Kevin classic Keefe? KKK? <laughs> what you wanna you need you need to do? Do you want that, something uh, from
0: Kevin's Keefe collection?
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can you can actually be the test subject to see if that keef is so old smoking it kills you. The fuck do you think I drove up here for?
1: <laughs> yeah, me and little mom are counting
2: on the keef. No, I can't I don't know if I can do it right
1: now cuz it could shut my it would shut me down. But
2: before I drive when, home, I certainly want to smoke the keef. <laughs> yeah, I might I might need your guys' help on this one.
0: Um when we did the during MSPH wrestling when I switched over to the moon Rocks, Uh, Sharon, I was in the kitchen getting snacks, and Sharon looked at me, and she goes, I don't know that in the whole time we've been together I have seen you this high. (laughs) What did you do? And I said, I smoked just the smallest pinch of moon rocks.
1: Did you smoke it by itself, or did you sprinkle it on top of some more weed?
0: I sprinkled it on top of the bubbler. Yeah, But but I was also... Doing dabs. Yeah, you did dabs. You didn't just
2: smoke a little moon rocks. You smoked a little moon rocks and then smoked weed and then dabs.
0: The more weed. I ate, I felt like such garbage the next day from how much garbage I ate during MSPH wrestling.
2: Oh my God, yeah. I think I've gone up a cup size just from the past couple days grief eating. Like I ate a whole fucking Lucifer's pizza to myself, a large and you guys had sent me the, the salt and straw pints, and I got into that. Yeah. <laughs> and then I go and meet up with Rent-Rent. She wants to grief-eat with me. So, yeah, I'm, I'm covered in titties right now.
0: Yeah, Boy, I mean, I knew when I was walking back to the, to the recliner with the three cheesesteak sliders that I was not hungry and should not be eating them.
2: But you did it but anyway, I, didn't
0: you? I did it anyway. What a fucking G.
1: I did tortas <laughs> and asada fries that night after the, oh, oh, man. I've been, I've been on a fucking eating bender the past couple days
0: myself. It's been, yeah, it's been rough over here. It's uh
1: college conference championship weekend, MSPH fight night, you know, football Sunday. You know, I'm going to fucking eat a lot on those, on those weekends. So it's all good. It was baked into my workout plan. I hit the gym three times last week which really does not offset the damage that I did uh, with my diet, but whatever. I don't care. I'm here to fucking party. Little mama, you here to party? Little mama loves partying and food.
0: Definitely loves food, you can tell.
2: And she definitely likes watching Jeff hit the bowl.
0: Yeah. Or does she just like watching Jeff in general?
2: The second that lighter flicked, she went... Oh, and she knows she's on camera right now, too.
1: Yep. She's so photogenic. I think maybe she figures, like, when the light Recording flicks, in progress. Like, this is when this guy gets hungry, and this is when he gets the food a few minutes later. So, like, that triggers her. I don't know what motivates dogs outside of bacon. She'll do anything for bacon. She loves it. <laughs> <laughs> You'll suck every dick in this room for some bacon, won't you, little mommy? You don't even know what that means. Gross little bitch. Oh man, Shuddy! If there was ever, ever, a time and day for you to piss and shit in a bong, and then do a rip, today would probably be that day.
0: Oh, you're gonna use this. (laughs) This is.
2: It it would make me feel better, Shuddy. I love Kevin. You love Kevin, right? You're going to rely
0: on the (laughs) years of Catholic Italian guilt that were drilled into me as a child and use that against me right now.
1: I forgot you're already incepted by the Catholics.
0: um, Had you had said something yesterday or earlier today, I could have been in a position where if I had agreed to do it, I would have an appropriate piece to use, but I don't have
1: it's all right. It's all right. I don't any bong do around
0: to get shitty. Do you have a Nike red
1: polo? I would want you to wear that while you're doing this.
0: I don't, but I have an Air Jordan sweatsuit. <laughs> well, we're, we're oh, getting man. there.
2: We're getting there. Man, if you look like Jason sudeikis in the what's up with that skit, <laughs>
1: that'd be cool, yeah. <laughs> I love that skit. Me too. I miss Jason. Jason Sudeikis had a run there for a couple of years, or he might have been the best cast member, active cast member on SNL.
2: I just farted, and it made little mama start looking around all confused, and her nose was wiggling upwards like.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a really bad fart to throw her off. She's cool. She's you cool know what that you. noise means. Little mama <laughs> getting twitchy. <laughs> Excited for some reason. She was like almost crying when we parked the car. She was like super nervous. I don't really get it. I mean, she doesn't really ever leave Long Beach, the neighborhood. Is she cold? No, she just sometimes she gets like so nervous she like shivers and like her jaw starts like
2: I mean, it is like a little her chilly in starts here. Starts
1: clenching or Hey, hey, come on. Hey. Hey, <laughs> relax. Don't go for the treat yourself. Trying to take control of the situation. I don't know why I thought of the the tiger woods red nike polo but that's like that's my favorite bit in parks and rec or my favorite joke is when ron swanson the day after he gets laid wears a (laughs) tiger woods red nike polo i fucking love that dude it is solid yeah everyone should should wear one of those when they're trying to conquer something or feeling on top of the world it's a it's an alpha mentality you know we all need a little alpha from time to time. Of course.
0: I'm all alpha <clears throat> all the time. So, yeah. I Well said.
1: You got to be feeling on top of the world. You're winning with backup quarterbacks. I mean, granted, it's the New York Jets, but fucking Eagles might actually sneak into the playoffs.
2: I did I- I didn't even look at my Final Fantasy football. I don't even know what's going on. I probably lost. I, was, it. Yeah, I, I played
0: rent-rent this week. I, I was projected to win, but I don't know for sure. Let's see how she did.
1: I'm going to buy the keg of beer from my other fantasy football league in our next draft. I'm, I am dead last. I'm a fucking pathetic joke. To be fair, I did trade my best players at the trade deadline because my season was lost, and I needed – I needed to get draft picks for next year, so I traded Leonard Fournette and Javante Williams, both of which are killing it now and would have helped me win games, but I was past the point of no return, so I just fucking ditched my fantasy team. This has been a horrible fantasy year. I'm two games below 500 in my $1,000 circa contest guys.
0: Is that good or bad? That's I don't know what It's means. It's very uh, embarrassing. Two games. Means he's lost a thousand dollars. Why would that be? <laughs> uh, what
1: well, the proxy I, it was
2: 1300.
0: Oh, I thought I, I'd like to understand in what world being down a thousand dollars is ever a good thing.
2: I didn't know that that meant dollars. I thought it was like, cause sometimes they say in baseball, like 500 is a good thing. Yeah, or am I fucking out of no up no, too? no no
1: no no? You're right. Okay, no, 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 I'm with you. I'm with you. It makes sense. I, when I, I just said I was two games below 500 in my thousand dollar contest, and the response. Oh, okay, that makes how you more sense. It. You
0: weren't. Yeah. I heard it differently Cause if if my, so that's on me.
1: Yeah, because if my bat if someone's batting average is a couple percentage points below 500, they would be the great the greatest ever. So I get his point. Um, no, it's it's a bad year. Like the winner, I think, right now or the person in first is currently like 22 games above 500. So I'm 20 games back with 25 games, I think left to bet. So it's over. It's over. I pretty much could have, I could have just lit the $1,300 on fire.
0: Um, yeah. My playoff chances in the Pooh FL just got dashed because I'm a fucking moron.
1: Yeah. It's a bummer football season for me. I'm actually winning money this year. Believe it somehow. Because, I mean, I bet props. I bet totals. I bet team totals. I bet all this other shit. And I also, the 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 plays that I make in the contest, like, you can't. It's hard to win money betting the NFL. But you have to make five picks in the contest. But I don't make those same bets, like, with my bookie or online. Like, I only, I bet the Pittsburgh Steelers this weekend heavy. So, like, I had a sick weekend, you know. But my other picks were fucking shit. I bet the Lions, too. But, Besides those two teams, and I loaded up on them, I did not have a very nice weekend. Won money through my bookie. Again, my contest is fucked. But didn't have a nightmare this morning. Last last week, I had a I had a nightmare. That's how bad it was. Yeah. So
2: your your family up. invaded your dreams to have an intervention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just the most on
1: the nose dream I've ever had. Like I literally. Just dealt with my issues that I was having while I was awake. Then I woke up and placed a fucking bet, little mama, because that's what I do. (laughs) High five. High five. Oh, she was quick with that one. Oh, Oh, she's still on her hind legs. She wants a little treat. There you go. You got a little treat for a high five, little mama.
2: She did a little mama wheelie. (laughs) Yep. Pussy up.
3: (laughs) (laughs)
1: Little mama. Little mama. You do $5 pussies and everything for no $5. <laughs> oh, oh,
3: Jesus shakes.
2: Christ. I have to give you guys a fucking off-air update on that. MS- MSPH wrestling fucking video chat. and shit. Is, it ban- is the GOAT banned?
1: Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't understand. We can talk about it later. Okay, yeah. Let's talk about it later. Because I don't want to get in trouble with anyone. All right? My image is...
0: I mean, clean. can we just say that it all probably... Whatever he's going to tell us off air probably could have been avoided if he just simply had his earpods in?
1: Wow. I think you could go further back, though, and just put it on Dom. That's what I would do if I were you. <laughs> But then you could put it on me because I told Dom to create the character. Oh, no. All right. <laughs> I'll take – I'll be a big man here. I'll raise my hand. I'll admit fault, and I'll take 30% of the blame. But I'm putting 70 of it on Dom. That's thats a big move by me. I took 30% of the blame, and I started with zero percentage of the blame. So, uh, everyone, you know, check out the example that i am I'm setting. And, Dom, own up to your mistake. And for that yeah, mistake, dumb. you'll never be invited to.
3: Uh.
1: I'm not going to say it publicly what the place is called. But... Oh, hey, are you guys ready to start? Yeah. Yeah. Let's dig you out of this hole, Jeff. From Los Angeles, California, where the Mad Scientist Party Hour.